You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Just, just need to stretch. I should have stretched prior, but I'm getting on a good stretch now. You're doing a great stretch there. Yeah, yeah. Real, real great stretch. And I'm knocking my hands into your blinds here. I apologize. Yeah, it's all good. Just making a mess. Guess- all the dust flying everywhere. Oh, great. I got the <laughs> dust in here. Yeah. Still work in progress in the guest room here, or aka recording studio. <laughs> yeah, I need to figure out like exactly where I want the desk. I'm thinking, because right now it's against the window. And not that that's bad or anything, but like, you know, I think we, I think there's better options. Well, why don't you move it to the wall? From the window to the wall. <laughs> to the sweat. Okay, wait, we can't, <laughs> we can't sing that one anymore. Because we are a family, all, all age appropriate show here on G4D. AKA Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Natural. Jesus. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sip of coffee. Yeah, so, Adam... <sighs> My wonderful, handsome co-host. John, my also equally handsome co-host <laughs> before me. <coughs> I know many things about you now mm-hmm. at this point. Sure. But I've never known you to willingly drink Starbucks coffee. It was one of those mornings. Okay. Carrie was lo- lovely enough to make me a cup this morning of coffee. And it was one of those, you know, I need more coffee. So I had to walk over deliver a package anyway so there's starbucks there so i picked up i think it's like the veranda blend or something i don't know it's not too bad yeah i feel like the blend that you showed me the komodo blend is the best one that yeah they offer. komodo dragon yeah i like that one quite a lot that's definitely my favorite if i get something like a mocha i can go with that i i just feel like unfortunately sometimes starbucks burns their cop burns their coffee oh a that's bit. That, that's their whole shtick <laughs> This coffee is great. What if we just burned it? <laughs> yeah. Talk about consistent flavor profile. It's easy if it tastes like poop. Just burn it all. <laughs> uh, well, uh, hopefully the coffee that you're drinking right there is not burned. No, it's, you know, it's whatever it is. Yeah. Starbucks is very convenient in that there's so many locations out there, but it's not my top place for going to coffee i agree there's a lot better local roasters out there and even like big names i would oh. say even um what's that one caribou i like mm. caribou better than starbucks at least they don't burn it although i <clears throat> i don't know if you would agree with me on this but i would gladly sell out to them in an instant if they were to become a sponsor of our show starbucks yeah oh i'd drink them exclusively if that was the case <laughs> Imagine going to a cafe and hearing our voices on there. Hey, thanks for listening to this Spotify profile here at Starbucks from Adam and John. Like, right? Uh, here's the latest single from Guster. <laughs> here's the newest single from Regina Spector. <laughs> Jeff Tweedy's got a new album today. Here's one off Warmer. You saw him live recently, right? I did. Oh, yeah, man. that was a great show. Let me tell you, Jeff Tweedy knows 
he's been doing this for a long time and it's very evident in his banter with the audience because people just yell random stuff at him and he's like oh i i didn't know we were doing a q a now okay here we go <laughs> so he's 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 expert troll level that's great that's and he's really, gonna be really on great. curb your enthusiasm next season so i'm very excited for that oh i didn't know that yeah oh um all the more excited so glad curb <clears throat> your enthusiasm is still around that's just one of those shows that just i feel like larry david should just keep on doing it until he's dead well, we can only hope one of those two things doesn't happen. So. Yeah. Oh, I hope not too. I'm gonna knock on wood. Let's on let's, that one. let's knock on wood for that one. Let, let me some Larry. I David. ain't never had to knock on wood, but I know <laughs> someone who has. Why does every episode always come back to the mighty mighty Boston? Because it's the impression that we get. <clears throat> can you name like one other mighty mighty Boston song? No, I can't. I feel like there's one that was like on Rock Band. Was there? I feel like there was like one called you gotta go maybe where did you go i feel like they have two songs called where did you go and you gotta go like your eyes widened a little bit there as you were thinking about it i was like rock band two as if you were having flashbacks to (laughs) well would you have been a teenager at that point yeah teenage i was in high school adam you know probably uh had a black band t-shirt on I still do. Some Converse. I still do. <laughs> There's no difference between teenage Adam and adult Adam. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Skinny jeans. Yep. yep. Look what I'm wearing right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Far less facial hair. Yes. That is that is very true. I didn't grow this craziness until I shaved once in college, and then I just kind of kept it, but. I like you with the beard, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. It looks good on you. Thanks, thanks. It looks rugged, you know? Yeah. So you, you got to keep up the hipster look, especially if we are going to review today's album, the latest album from The Mountain Goats. In the League with in league with Dragons. Such Excuse a cool me. title. For yeah. It's a little Dungeons and Dragons-y. Yeah, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm definitely excited to talk to you about this album. I think that this is a interesting album and i'll elaborate more on that later yeah because I, I like i always do with all with these albums i listen to them several times really try and get as much into it as possible and really take away as much from it as possible and i'm i'm very very curious how the conversation is going to go i'm excited too yeah mm. but um speaking of excitement too i went to a new coffee place <clears throat> wait you did I you sh- i did yeah huh well, that that never happens. No, not at all. But uh, shout out to our friend Chad, who we've uh, talked about on this podcast multiple times, also on our YouTube channel. And is busy <clears throat> swimming in coffee beans oh right now God, in Costa Rica. I, I am so jealous. Apparently, that's a thing. You can swim in coffee beans, and I guess it's Peabody coffee, he was saying, and it looked very, very tasty. I would dive into it like Scrooge McDuck <laughs> dives into <laughs> all in of the, his gold coins. Put in the DuckTales theme song. <laughs> Let's go to town. <laughs> yeah, but um, we went to Claremont, Carrie and I, the other weekend, and we went to a place called the Energy Lab, which is connected to a bike store. So it's kind of like on a hill. It's very scenic. It's by the water. It was really nice. That is extreme hipsterism right there. Oh, just you wait, my friend. So we go in, small, quaint little area, um, barista I asked him about, you know, do you guys do pour-overs or anything? He goes, oh, we have something better than pour-over. <laughs> he, he just laughs I'm, I'm at a, you. <laughs> I might, pretty much. I was, like, I was like, I've never been here. 
So he shows me this thing called the Steampunk, which is from a company called Alpha Dominici. Mm. They are a defunct company now. But basically, it is, think of a French press, except really long. And okay. It, it almost acts, acts like a uh, vacuum press, so a siphon press. So basically, the water heats up at the bottom, and then it shoots up to the top. You pour the coffee beans in, and it's connected to, like, an iPad. So you can change brew times, ratios, basically complete control of how long it's extracted for. It it was insane to watch. And if you're on YouTube, like definitely go check out uh, how it works and just the video of it because it was impressive. What? Yeah, it was wild. And like, so there's like a metal beam that goes down the middle in the glass tube and it's pretty much like a spritzer. So it's immersing like the grounds all at once. So it's like an equal like bloom and distribution and water. It, it was really cool to watch. Interesting. Yeah. I'm looking at the picture that you're showing me right now, and I know those at home can't see it. Yeah. But it it looks like something out of like Dr. Frankenstein's lab. Oh yeah, definitely. There's only they had four of them, and mm-hmm. they don't make them anymore. The company, I guess, just went bankrupt or something happened. So the last four of their kind. The last four of their kind, and I was doing research on it too, just because I was curious. And I guess they have like servers that connect to the iPad. It has to connect to the iPad the whole time because of the firmware or whatever so like i'm curious now that that's gone like how do you update it or god forbid it breaks or something like what happens if there's a power surge and this thing becomes sentient (laughs) it just starts brewing coffee and overflowing like a (laughs) madman i've also heard it's really good for tea too because it's like full immersion but Mm. yeah it was it was a cool i i never had coffee like that before and they changed their beans out every week so they have a local distributor um, that changes out. So I had, it was bold bean coffee from Jacksonville, Florida. And it was like a Costa Rican blend. Actually, funny enough, I think it was Costa Rican where Chad is right oh, now. Yeah. But well, yeah, it was, look at that. it was, let me tell you, it was pretty damn good. Okay. So little, little gripes here and there as far as just like, look, we, we don't try to be pretentious about coffee, but like you have to accommodate others that don't drink black coffee and i think the way that was handled because usually carrie wants you know just something iced over cream or sugar or sugar whatever it well, is. a lot of people do yeah which is fine but like the guy couldn't make it in that machine because he was like oh it will be a ten dollar coffee because i'd have to make two of them and then put it over ice and blah 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 and i'm thinking just increase the water and pour more coffee grounds in so when it dilutes with ice like i don't know it didn't make much sense it just sounds like he has a groove. He has a certain way of doing things. Yeah, and he doesn't which, like to disturb that groove. Which is fine, but like for someone who's never been in there before and like trying to understand what they're all about, like it just left a little bad impression. But I mean, the coffee was good, so I would definitely go back. But it's just like kind of it's one of those like the soup Nazi. You kind of have to know what you want before you go in because he's not willing to change a lot of stuff. Like he was giving people grief about it too. Hmm. So like there was a family behind us and they were asking about um they wanted like a paper menu because they had were with kids and they were had dogs with them too so the dogs had to stay outside and he was like oh well I change the menu almost daily so I don't have a printed copy of the menu and it's just like you could have just said nah we don't print copies of the menu here sorry like that's all you could have said but he like overly exaggerated like why he couldn't do it mm-hmm. so I, I had a little problem with that but and I, and I can understand that yeah it's it's a bit. Uh, it's a double-edged a gra- sword because yeah. like 
I'm a coffee geek, so I love hearing about what this weird machine is I never knew about. And mm-hmm. like him explaining it was really cool. But like at the same time, someone who doesn't need that is like it would be more accommodating. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of weird to do when you have a place of business because you can potentially ward off customers. Yeah. Whether it was intentional or not, I feel like that's something that you have to be aware of. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's I, I, I totally get that. And to your point, like not only is it just like, well, not everybody drinks black coffee. Right. You have to be able to expect that. Someone was going to want iced coffee. Like yeah. it's. We're in we, Florida. Yeah, like you have to have an iced coffee thing on hand. Yeah. And Carrie got like some of this, it was like this lavender coffee drink. It was okay. It was definitely very coffee heavy, so it wasn't as sweet as she usually likes um, her coffee stuff, but you know. And and to that point too, there are a lot of people who don't like the taste of coffee, but right. they like having coffee. Exactly. But the coffee flavoring gets like kind of pushed down or kind of like, you know, suppressed right exactly milk and sugar and everything else and not knocking anybody who does that but this definitely sounds like one of those places you know nose up in the air like you know like oh you drink that kind of coffee yeah it was kind of like that we it was a bad taste as far as being accommodating to other things that were not black coffee but okay well i i still want to check it out with you and also he didn't I feel like I'm griping on this guy a lot, but the beans also too, like since he said that he sells the beans, but he didn't have them ready because they had to sit for three days before you could sell them. That's also odd. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll just, I'm willing to buy beans from you. I, if you don't want me to drink them for three days, that's fine. But like, I don't know. It was just like really like, I don't know why you'd want to do that as a business owner because you're missing out on sales. Right. But, and it was, it was exaggerated too. Like he said, oh, well, you can't sell the beans yet because they have to sit for three days. And it's like, you could have just said, nah, we don't have any beans. Sorry. Like, I don't need to know that it needs to sit for three days. Like you think I'm going to be impressed by that. Like, oh, his beans are special in three days. Like, I don't know. Well, 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 yeah, because then if I was a, like a pretty aggressive customer, then I would be like, oh, well, why don't I give you you know my phone number and all this stuff and i can come back in later on yeah he, like i mean claremont's in 45 and minutes to an hour away it's like i'm not going back anytime soon just because of the drive but especially too when there's a bunch of local coffee roasters down here who produce equally good coffee that i can get so and don't tell you those kind of things yeah i've really not had had like a pretentious like experience like that before in orlando so shout out to orlando coffee yeah, no, the the coffee culture here is excellent, and I love that it continues to grow. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's a shame, but I still think I want to check it out with you someday. Yeah, we definitely should go. It's definitely a very interesting coffee experience, but... I'm all about be, interesting. Be warned if you want something other than black coffee. <laughs> well, I, I know I'm all about black coffee, and I'm also all about the mountain goats. Ooh. <laughs> see that see that i see i see 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 Uh, i'm doing the segues this time but if i'm doing the segue do you want to take away the intro of these guys i know we've talked about them before but i guess kind of a quick recap of who the mountain goats are and then we'll kind of dive right into the review here yeah that sounds good uh mountain goats are a band fronted by uh oh they're a band no kidding (laughs) well yes they sure are um founded by john darnell 
Peter Hughes on bass, John Worcester from Best Show and other projects on drums, and Matt Douglas on guitar. They kind of change up their lyrics and their style pretty much on each album. Um, It's been mostly fronted by John, and it's kind of his baby and project, but very storytelling elements, very in-depth lyrics, and kind of form narratives and usually that narrative will change with each album the last album which i knew no we talked about and was one of my favorites a couple years ago was goth so it was all about goth culture and in league with dragons is now kind of about little dungeon and dragons theme and just kind of other elements around that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and with this latest album too um it kind of is I wouldn't say it's like a return to form, but they bring back some elements that previously weren't used on their prior album. Yeah. Well, of course, you know, different atmosphere, different, you know, setting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And kind of just diving right into my initial thoughts right here. So for any of those who have been with us for a long time and have been there pretty much from the beginning, we recorded their previous, uh, we recorded an episode about their previous album, which I just had Goths. the name Goths. Thank you. Yep. Um, which was kind of a really, like you mentioned storytelling there. I felt like it was an accurate depiction of that subculture mm-hmm. where it doesn't make fun of it. It embraces it. It embraces it and kind of examines it from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing could be said here on this latest album as well. Although this went into some unexpectedly dark places for me. Yeah. Um, There's even some mentions like drug abuse and things like that on there that I kind of wasn't expecting. Right. So like you had mentioned earlier, you know, the album title is called In League with Dragons. So there's that kind of like D&D kind of vibe to it, right? Yeah, it's not... You're not going to hear a song about... We went on a quest to see the wizard, but you're mostly hearing what the wizard is and his story and why he's involved with something. Yeah. It's a very in-depth look. It's not very surface level with the storytelling elements. Um, You know, and there are some references to like being a wizard, but it's almost like the wizard is in modern day. Yeah. There's a song about, you know, Passaic, Passaic, New Jersey in 1975. Right. There's also, you know. Staying in a hotel right next to a river. Right. And there's also metaphors like, you know, going invisible too. Like, it's obviously like in Dungeons and Dragons. I've never played it, but I'm sure there's a spell where you can go invisible, but it's also a metaphor for feeling isolated and left yes. out. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of those kind of storytelling elements. Yeah. It's very, very intricate. Like, from a lyrical sense here. I feel like there's a lot to digest. I kind of felt the same way about their previous album, Goths, too, mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like, all right, I need to read these lyrics afterwards because I'm listening to them. And while I know the lyrics are great, obviously, I feel like I'm missing some details that I'm just not going to pick up just listening to it. Like, I need to read up on it afterwards. Right, yeah. Just the inspiration behind how he wrote this these songs is pretty impressive. And on Goths, too, I think they got rid of, what was it, guitars? And they mainly focused on, like, piano on that? Yeah, so there were no recorded guitars, I believe. Like, bass guitar obviously was there, but there wasn't really any guitar playing on it. The guitar is back on this album. Oh, my God. There's some beautiful, beautiful moments on this song. What's the one that has the acoustic guitar? Oh, jeez. 
Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on was it. Was right it in now. League with Dragons, maybe? Or I, I think it might have been. It was either that or Doc Gooden. But it's got this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful guitar solo. Yeah, there, there are a lot of beautiful moments throughout on this album. And I think that the storytelling on this is as sharp as ever. Like, these guys, they're not showing any staleness at this point. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, John Darnell is pretty consistent with his lyrics and his abilities to convey stories. Mm-hmm. And, and I really appreciate that, like, even though they're not making fun of the subculture, there's, like, some great little funny bits in there, like studying the way of the blade. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a little couple jabs here and there. Yeah. But I got to say, probably the thing that impressed me the most on this album was just the drumming from John Worcester. Agreed. Oh, my God. Like, some of these drum lines are insane. Like, he just changes, like, the feel of the song in an instant with, like, a fill or just keeping the beat. Like, he's definitely, like, the backbone of this band. I would agree. I, I was fascinated with what he was doing the most because it's not overly complicated. He's not doing, like... Uh, was it um, John Henry Bottom level like drum solos? There's no, there's no track on here that's like Moby Dick or anything like no, that. But he does little things here and there to keep things interesting. And well, I would I would say probably Sicilian Crest, the last song on the album, has the most complicated drum line out of all of it. Yeah, which is still incredibly impressive. It ends on a really extremely high note. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of several there's several standout tracks on here, but thankfully. It's consistent. It's definitely worth listening to as either like, you know, picking out some singles from it or listening to it from front to back. It's definitely a journey, just like Goths. And I don't mean to keep on bringing up this album, but it's the most recent one. Yeah. Um, you definitely should listen to it front to back the first time you hear it. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. You got to finish it through, see it through. Yes, exactly. I think they even have a track <clears throat> talking about that in there too as well. I think they do too, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's ultimately exploring the what it's like to be a wizard if a wizard was an actual human. Like someone who lived among us in a, in a way, um, which I guess makes sense, because if you're someone who plays D&D, you're actually a human. Right. The wizard is your your uh, guide, your guide, your persona, what have you. Sorry, I don't play D&D. So if I'm butchering oh, the you're, correct you're asking the wrong person here for that. <laughs> yeah. So. It's like one of those kind of things where he's trying to draw this comparison, as he says in an interview, that old wizards and old athletes are the same. So he basically says that because they were at one point magic. That was the explanation that he has. I think that's a really, really interesting connection there. Yeah, I dig that. Like both have battlefields quote unquote that they take place on Mm -hmm. both have legends that are created about them these epic stories it's it's an interesting i don't know if that's a comparison like or analogy is a better word but that's such an interesting way to look at this album the way john darnell just approaches songwriting in general is just incredibly impressive yeah and like i said there's some points talking about drug use on this so our hero, our wizard, kind of goes through this rough patch and, you know, has to dig himself out of this tough spot that he's gotten into, mm-hmm. a sense of feeling invisible and all that. Because just like an athlete, a wizard can 
fall behind and become a shadowy reflection of what he once was. And, you know, they have to find a way to conquer that. Right. You know? So I, I think, again, that comparison still holds true. And seeing it play out in the album after reading that initial interview was just like, wow, I love the complexity to this even more than I initially thought. So, but I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really have too much to complain about with this album. Yeah. Honestly, Adam, leading up to this, I was like, what am I going to find to pick apart on this? And I really can't think of anything. Are the mountain goats a band that I listen to regularly? No, but they hit this sweet spot for me every once in a while. And when I'm in the mood to listen to them, like it's just, it, there's just something there. There's that magic there. Yeah. And I'm not just saying magic because it's literally about wizards. There, <laughs> There is something magical about this. Oh, yeah. This is smart. This is a very, very smart album. And I just think that, like, that's why these guys just have had such a lasting appeal to this day. Yeah. So um, the other thing I also wanted to mention, too, before we kind of go into our final thoughts here as well I also really liked mention of Ozzy Osbourne on this too as well. And there are a couple other like folk heroes and things like that that were mentioned as well. So everything kind of fits within that time period because this takes place in like 1975, I believe. Yeah, kind of the height of D&D coming mm-hmm. out and stuff. Yeah, it's it's very much a album that seeped in irony, humor, um, mysticism, and it's very much its own unique fable, too, as well. The rise and fall and the eventual rise again of a hero. Hero's journey. Hero's journey, exactly. Yeah. So I'll go into my final thoughts here. Um, I didn't think I'd listen to another album from Mountain Goats that I would be as impressed with as Goths. Goths, I just... And maybe it's because I might not have been a goth myself, but I knew people who were goths, and he just hit all the right marks it was like all this feels authentic without making fun of it right it's not ever saying like oh you're a goth you're less than me or like i'm pointing the finger and laughing at you no i'm embracing what your culture was about faults and all Mm -hmm. and the same thing could be said here and i think adding in a complex narrative that has the comparisons between an old wizard and a fallen athlete. That's just so fascinating. And I didn't, I didn't know that. Like I probably wouldn't have known that I should say if I didn't read that interview prior to listening to that, but reading up on John Darnell and then reading the lyrics after listening to it just makes me appreciate this album a lot more. And it easily falls into the category of a known it. Nice. Well, I definitely agree with you when you say that there's something magic about this band. Uh, I saw them a couple months ago in a small venue in Tampa, and they just blew it out of the water. It was pretty much a, just a compilation of all their biggest hits, and there is something magical about them. And just John Darnell's writing in general, he has a very subtle way of like, he is, first of all, he's an incredible storyteller, but he also pays tribute and he also researches very well about what his subject matter is. So he's able to really communicate it. And plus just the backing band and vocals just kind of bring it all together. So you definitely feel like that journey as you're going through this album. 
I would say too, it's very country western in some parts. It feels like kind of mountain goats go west a little bit at some I point. See that. Yeah, kind of like, but I think that fits with the Dungeons and Dragons country western kind of like journey and theme mm-hmm. a little bit. The drumming blew me away, honestly. Like that was probably the best part of this whole album for me was just John Forster's like drumming. So I think I'm also gonna give this an own it. Sweet, man. Yeah, very high almost to gotta have it. But Yeah, I mean, I think I need to listen to it more before mm. I can go that high. Yeah. I didn't put Goths on best of year list for what was it, two thousand seventeen, right? Was it seventeen? Yeah, it was two thousand seventeen. Yeah, I yeah. think I put I think that was my favorite album of the year, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I mean I I, I can speak highly about Goths all day. Yeah. And I think this one isn't really getting the coverage that it deserves. I feel like it deserves a lot more coverage. I agree. This one's just very, very well done. I mean, it, they're complex songs. Let's be honest. You don't listen to these. There's a things. lot of layers to it too. Yes. Because you, you know, besides the guitars, you know, you have piano, flutes, saxophone. There's a lot of different levels of it. Yeah. You you don't listen to these singles like casually to sing along with them. You sing. You listen to this album rather to be fully invested in it. Right. So, so if you are a Mountain Goats fan, you will love this album. I completely agree, sir. Completely agree. Ah, buddy. Um, I'm glad we got to talk about this album. We got another big one coming up very, very soon. Yeah. Vampire Just dropped. Weekend. Very excited to talk to you about I it. I am excited for that one, too. I did a full listen through of it last night because I got the vinyl yesterday, a day early prior to the launch. Because uh, it came out today as of this recording on Friday. May, what is this, 3rd? It is May 3rd. May 3rd. So I won't say anything ahead of time. You know, we got to keep all you good folks in suspense. But I think you're in for a really special episode. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about that one. That one might even be kind of a little bit longer because I feel like there are certain songs we can take a deeper dive into. Yeah, it's a two LP album, so very excited to dive in. Yes. I'm not also trying to spoil anything for for Adam yet either. No, it's all good. I, I can't wait to listen to it. I will be listening to this album all weekend long. Wow. And it's perfect, too, because the sun is out, nice Florida weather. It's spring. Like, just, that's, <sighs> like, Vampire Weekend just, just hits those marks, man. And I'm very, very excited for you to listen to it, because I just want to talk to you about it. I know. I know. I'm ready. Like, you're my go-to guy for talking about music. So I'm just going to this... text you over the weekend, like a George Costanza thumbs up. Like, yes. Yeah. Exactly. So... That'd be perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, at, at least it won't be any more Sonic the Hedgehog memes. <laughs> Could you imagine? Those poor animators. Yeah, I know. Ugh. I know. Did I show you the one? I think I showed you with um, Sonic. It's Detective Pikachu, but with Sonic's teeth. Oh, my God. That's frightening. <laughs> See, I have a theory about this whole Sonic thing. So for those of you who don't go on Twitter... There's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out, and the Sonic the Hedgehog CGI character kind of looks like the Ch- Tim Burton Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Oompa Loompa as a hedgehog. It looks like a child, basically, in a Sonic the Hedgehog costume with yeah. the really weird animation features. So much so, memes, people bullying the creators, like... Th- it's terrible. So the the director of the movie said, basically, we're going to rework Sonic and figure out, you know, how to make him less of what you people don't like about him. <laughs> so 
uh, I don't the know. movie comes out in November. Right. So the thing is, you can't reanimate Sonic completely. So no. his height and everything is probably going to be the same. But like the facial structure, I imagine, will change. I imagine so, too. I hope they fix the hands, too. See, and here's my theory, too. I think they did it on purpose. Oh. Yeah. So his... Should I be wearing my tinfoil hat right now? Probably. But like, okay, you... you if this movie is made for children, show that hedgehog to children. They're going to have nightmares, regardless <laughs> of whoever the demographic is. So when people saw the first, you know, teaser trailer, people were like, oh, no, Sonic, what's going on? They probably had an idea for Sonic that they definitely wanted to do. But also, like, let's 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 fix this out, because like five days to realize that we need to change it like they obviously were already working on changes like you just don't drop it like that so quick you know i agree i also think too that they know they're playing it incredibly safe with this movie as well yeah and even though it's coming out in november like the height of like movie season like you know like that you know uh thanksgiving christmas time mm-hmm. it's 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 in this position where I think it's going to bomb. Probably. And I'm not rooting for it to bomb. I don't, I, don't, I don't like doing that to any movie. But I just think that, like, they're putting it there because they just don't have a good feeling about it. And I think that's part of the reason why they showed this trailer, too, to your point. Yeah, because they obviously were probably working on Sonic already. Yeah. And, you know, Sonic fans are used to disappointment. <laughs> and if you look up Sonic the Hedgehog in memes, there's a lot of them. So really they obvi- they obviously knew whatever they would put out would go viral, no matter if it was good, bad, fair, or poor. And having it be bad just re just redoes everything. You know, yeah. you already you have so many people talking about it. And it's like, oh, we see your complaints. We're gonna fix them. It's like they already were working on it. Yeah. Like, don't try to, you know, hide it. Like, although I feel bad for those animators, they're gonna be working like crazy. I know that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going to be pulling, like, long nights and yep. all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's it's one of those kind of things where these things come up and you're going to get people that are going to applaud it and everything like that, but they really shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, I feel like most of these people are complaining about it. We're going to see it anyway. Right. It's the man babies. Yeah, exactly. Like, and don't get me wrong, the memes are funny, and there were some really great memes. Oh, wait, memes, here's but... a good one of Nicolas Cage's face on Sonic. Oh, my God, I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> <sighs> I don't know why he doesn't wear gloves. Those hands, man, like, they're, they're like too human-like. hands. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. It's, it's, it's definitely creepy. I'm not as upset as other people, but to your point... Like, as someone who grew up with Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and was a big fan growing up as a kid, there are some bad Sonic the Hedgehog games out there. Yes. Really, really bad ones. Didn't they have one game where, for whatever reason, Knuckles was really buff? Like, he was like looked like he'd been working out at the gym for about a year. Yeah. And also, uh, Sonic Boom, which is the TV show, is that really buff Knuckles, I think, oh too. Oh, gosh. That's actually a pretty decent show. Really? Yeah, it's actually pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Would not have known, but of course you would know about yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> you showed me some random cartoon footage the other day from a show. Oh, that was my God. amazing. Yeah, okay, KO. Let's be heroes. There's a there's an episode where it's like a cactus crew, and the guy's name is Succulentus, I think. 
and he's voiced by Jonathan Davis from Corn, and he talks in <laughs> NUP and new metal puns. Oh, it's great. <laughs> the, yeah, no, that was genius. And then that they're playing like you know, like corn bass in the background and stuff. Oh my god, it was great. <laughs> and he was actually a really good voice actor too. I was pleasantly surprised. Right. That was good. See, that's the kind of random bits of humor that I go to you for. <laughs> Happy to supply him. Like, it, I would not know about most of today's memes if it weren't for you. Glad I could uh, keep you updated here. <laughs> oh, man. And, oh, we, man. and we like to update you guys, too. So if you follow us on G4D Podcast, we have a website, g4dpodcast.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're everywhere. Yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. Soon Follow to be us. more places. Yes. YouTube. Yeah, we have a YouTube channel, G4D Podcast. Yeah, I think we'll add some more on there pretty soon too as well. Mm-hmm. Got, got some things lined up. Yeah. Oh, things have been crazy, man. Oh, I know. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Not so. So, but we love you guys. Love Thank you, you fans, for listening to us. Stay tuned. Next week will be a big one. Vampire Weekend. Mm. Very excited, sir. Stay tuned for another episode of G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. Discussion. Bye. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.